Now, the rest of the story. Mr. Joshua Tatum was a dignified, well-dressed, cultured-appearing man to begin with, beyond which there was the glow of kindness in his eyes, so... When he strode into the Boston tobacconists that day in 1883, the proprietor had no reason to be skeptical, none at all. What happened was this, and follow me closely now, the genteel gentleman placed a brand new $5 gold piece on the counter and pointed to a box of the shop's finest five-cent cigars. The shopkeeper smiled, withdrew one of the cigars from its box, presented it to the customer along with $4.95 in change. Clear enough, $5 gold piece, five-cent cigar, four ninety-five in change. Well, Mr. Tatum did a lot of shopping like that around Boston that year. And he grew rich thereby. Why is the rest of the story? For in 1883, the United States Mint unveiled a completely new design for the nickel. It was based on the ubiquitous Liberty coins of that era. In fact, the front or obverse of the new nickel was nearly identical to that of the current $5 gold piece. Equally interesting, the back or the reverse of the new nickel prominently displayed the Roman numeral V for five without specifying five what. So, you had the Liberty obverse and the motto E Pluribus Unum with just plain five on the reverse. So, yes, if only the new nickel were gold in color, it might easily have passed for the contemporary $5 gold piece. And it did. For no sooner were the new nickels placed in circulation than the unsuspicious-appearing Joshua Tatum obtained a great many of them and gold-plated them. With a reserved smile, he began cruising the stores, downtown Boston first, eventually all over New England. Finally, after successfully passing several thousands of his numismatic hybrids, Mr. Tatum was caught. By the time the case went to trial, the prosecution was thoroughly prepared. A seemingly endless procession of merchants were willing to testify to variations on the theme that you've observed. The defendant would point to a five-cent item, he would present what looked like a five-dollar gold piece, and he would receive $4.95 in change. Then it was the defense attorney's turn. Had Mr. Tatum ever once requested change? No. Was it illegal to plate United States coins with gold? No. Final witness for the defense was Joshua's personal physician. Indeed, the doctor testified his patient was utterly mute, completely deaf, could neither have stated nor have asked nor have heard anything during encounters with the store clerks. The jury acquitted Mr. Tatum of all charges against him, following which he strode from the courtroom and into obscurity. But the world would hear from him again and again and again and again. As for the nickel in question, it remains a rare one to this day as the Mint hastened to add the letters C-E-N-T-S to all nickels subsequent. And Joshua Tatum, who made a fortune gold-plating common sense, how often we have taken his name Joshua in vain. For it is in the execution of the perfect ruse that one is said to be joshing. Well, now you know why. Because now you know the rest of the story.